What's up, beautiful people? Happy Saturday, Saturday evening. I don't know where you guys are, but it's evening here. And back with Sam, the one and only. He needs no introduction at this point. All of our podcasts have done pretty well when we're together, so excited to have him on. And today we've got a few things we're going to talk about. But the first thing is a TikTok. And uh, this girl has a lot of followers. I'm not going to put her name out there. And I actually have duetted a couple of her videos because they're so toxic and disgusting to me. I just felt like I had to expose them. But this girl, I believe she's 24, 25, and she has about 400,000 followers, and the advice she puts out is just awful and a huge cause of our problem, I think, of all this toxicity that goes on in dating, especially from a woman's perspective. So in the video that she put out, she said, <laughs> she said, cheat just in case, and she gave almost no context with that. So she said, if you're with a guy and you're seeing red flags... Rather than communicating, which is what you should do, she said, girls never do that. That's the problem. She said, rather than communicating and addressing it, just cheat, cheat just in case so that if he cheats on you, you don't feel as bad. And I just want to break that down real quick because it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life and it's so toxic. So I'm going to let Sam talk about it real quick at just what you think about it and then we'll feed off of it or I will. So go ahead. It is hilarious. Um, I think the biggest thing, like we were talking about earlier before we started this was just like one like we've talked about cheating is not okay mm-hmm. but it's just weird because it's like why would you why would you jump to cheating why would you just like fly there i think for me like if you don't if you're seeing those red flags abort abort like yeah, it's exactly. not that hard it's it's just like don't be with someone who you see red flags with if it's that obvious i mean communication's great i think setting those boundaries right away like if you can communicate and ask them like guys are probably gonna be pretty straight up especially if you're not dating they're gonna be like i don't want to be in a relationship i like you we can keep seeing each other guys are more than happy to keep seeing you but that's not healthy for you i think um the best thing you can do is just break it off there for your own mental health like I, I've never been in that situation. I mean, I've never cheated on anyone, so I've never been in a situation where I've thought to cheat on anyone. Um, I'm also not good at seeing red flags. That's that's a that's very true. See, and I feel like I'm really good at that. And that's where I would agree with you, but I'm also going to say that if you see the red flags, I think, number one, you need to address them. And if someone can't handle that, that's even more of a red flag. So you're just going on top of that, and that's when you should break it off. Because obviously the first time you see a red flag, you should address it. Maybe, who knows? Like, maybe they're going through something. You don't know the scenario. That's why you should address it and not just go and cheat just in case. So stupid. Because you don't know what they're going through. So maybe address it the first time. See if they can have a mature conversation about it. If they can't, I would suggest that you break that off immediately because it's not going anywhere good. That's a clear indicator from the beginning that that relationship's not going to go down a very good path. Would you agree? Yeah, I would. I, I know for me, I'm I'm pretty naive. I just want, I see the best in people always. So it's kind of like, I don't see red flags. I just, why would you tell someone to cheat just in case? Like, I well, mean, Okay, first of all, why would you tell someone to cheat at all? But, yeah. the, but what you said, why would you tell someone to cheat just in case? Like just saying that sounds so idiotic to me. Like here, here's the real scenario. You go out cheat on this person because you're cheating just in case and a month goes along and you're just you're in love you're head over heels this dude's awesome 
but you cheated on him. Yeah, and he didn't cheat on you. And yeah, like, and so what happens then? Do you do you tell him like, hey, I cheated on you. I'm really sorry. And he goes, um, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> why did you do that? And she's like, well, I thought you were cheating on me, so I did it just in case. And he's like, um bitch like <laughs> that's what i'm saying it's so ridiculous to me and she knew it was ridiculous as soon as she said it because she says in the beginning of the video this is low-key toxic advice so maybe if you're someone that's all you're looking to do is just have sex with somebody and not actually get into an intimate relationship this is still stupid because it wouldn't actually be cheating because you're not going to be with that person you guys wouldn't be exclusive if that's what you're trying to do it's just ridiculous to me if you're going to get in a relationship with someone cheating should not be on your mind point blank period Where's not the, just in case, not cheating for whatever other reason. No, no cheating. Where's the foundation there, though? Yeah, what are you building off of? So you're 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 starting this relationship off with no trust. No trust. And, and you're expect not no trust just for them, but for yourself too. Like yeah, you, well, you're you know setting you a standard. You're setting a standard for yourself that that's okay. Once you tell yourself, it's like with any petty. Not that cheating's not a petty thing, but it's like any petty thing where you're like, oh, I'm gonna take this candy bar from the store because no one will care no one will notice but then every time you're going to the store you're sitting there you know now i'm taking oh shit that looks like a nice basketball i'm gonna grab that stuff that and it's just builds and it's you don't check yourself who's gonna stop you so it's like yeah. what so you're gonna cheat with one person but oh now i want to cheat with three people just in case like where's the where's the standard what happens when do you stop when is it like oh I really like this guy, I'm gonna stop now. Yeah, and how do you get out of that? Because once it becomes a pattern, that's gonna be a really hard pattern to break. Cause you're not gonna have any trust for anyone. And then you're just basically putting this label on every guy that they're gonna cheat on you. And but let's just put take it to an extreme real quick to put this into perspective. So let's just say the cheat just in case thing, right? Let's just say you're walking out in public and you see someone has a knife, right? Like just maybe like holstered in their pocket and you have a knife on you. Or a gun. Or a gun, yeah. People carry guns. And you see the gun, you're like, oh, they're gonna shoot me. You jump to a conclusion, you're like, oh, I'm gonna shoot them first. And then you find out that person had no intention of shooting you. That's so, like, that's the same scenario, obviously it's a more dramatic, but you're jumping to conclusions because like I said, just because you see a red flag doesn't mean that that's, maybe they're having a bad day, maybe their dad just died and you don't know, like you don't know what happened. So confront it at first, and then if you continue to see those red flags, don't cheat, leave. <laughs> yeah, that's my question is why one I don't know what would be a big enough red flag to just your first and your first instinct is to cheat on someone. I feel like like once again, I know what red flags are. I just don't see them. Yeah. Um, and I'm the same way. I wanted to agree with you with that. Like I do see the red flags, but I'm also very naive and I've talked about this where I inherently think everyone has good intentions and some people just truly don't. Yeah. Like whether whatever it's influenced from, I don't know, everyone's situation is different. But like, some people really just don't care. They have their best interests at heart. They could care less if they're fucking you over. So that does happen, and I am naive to that. But, like, with simple red flags, I definitely see, like, if a girl starts being less communicative or, you know, she backs off when everything's been, not, like, just small stuff like that. I notice sometimes I don't dive into it because it could be whatever. It was just a bad day. But if it continues, then I will. It's also hard because you don't want to, like, you're in that early stage. I know for me, like... You know, it sounds dumb, but I'm not trying to, like, over-push it because I don't want to be, like, needy. Yeah, me too. I don't want to come off as, like, needy, like, wanting to know, like, what's going on. Obviously, as you get further along, it's easier to talk about things and just be needy. You yeah. Know, we're all needy. 
Well, no, I, it's true. I don't think it's really any of your business when you first start talking, like, if that girl's going out on dates with other people or uh, whatever she's doing. It's not really your business. You guys aren't together. And it yeah. should be the same way, too, for her. Like, it shouldn't be any of her business if you're going on other dates if you guys aren't exclusive. I kind of disagree. Really? I think I think if you're... T- I think it's okay as long as you talk about it. Communicate it. So here's, no, I here's, agree. I agree. Here's, here's right. But here's. But I don't think you can get mad about it. Is what I'm saying. No, even if it hurts your feelings, it would hurt my feelings. It, I'll be honest. It would hurt my but feelings. But it's not my place to say you can't do that. I think what you do is you say, "I really like you." It kind of hurts my feelings, and talk about it. I think that if they really like you, you'll come to a point naturally where you're just gonna be exclusive, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's okay to just like do it and assume that that's the relationship. Um, but just because on both sides, like I know on both, both genders, it's not really a gender thing. It's just a human being, like person, person, people kind of like fall into things faster. Some people, depending on what's happened in your life or like you're a lot more hesitant to get into that relationship. And some people are like, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that to be able to communicate that and say, not ready yet. I like you. I mean, they go on other dates to make sure um, you can as well, but we'll see what happens and when you talk about it. And you maybe even, even if it's uncomfortable, talk about the dates, talk about like, maybe not talk, don't talk about it. Like, I don't think you should be, yeah. And I don't know if you should be going on dates if you're talking to someone in that seriously and being intimate with other people. Um, That's a personal choice. I think if I was in that situation, I would talk about it and just say... Um, I'm going on dates. I'm not hooking up with these people. I'm just, just doing it to have some more, be sure. Mm -hmm. Now take that full circle. I am one of those people who kind of falls pretty quick and, (laughs) and yeah, I'm guilty. And I'm someone who is kind of quick to judge and has higher standards. I'd say I have high standards, not because I'm great. I'm kind of not, I'm nothing. (laughs) Um, I would say that, but um, I just I just know what I want. So if you don't kind of meet that, it's hard for me to keep going. But I think for me, when I find that person, I did find that person. We've talked about her a lot. Mm-hmm. She's lovely. <laughs> I love her. She's amazing. She's awesome. Um, but I fell for her really really quickly, and I kind of knew that I knew how I felt about her right away, and. She, I've been really happy, but I think you just have to know yourself and it's hard to communicate. I have a hard time communicating. I kind of just like internalize things. If you can try to communicate, it always helps. I agree. You made a lot of good points. And I just want to say I'm the exact same way. Whereas like if I go on a date with you, cause I'm not someone that even goes out on a lot of dates. I just don't have the emotional capability to do that. It's draining to me. It's expensive, <laughs> but also I'm the same way as Sam where like <clears throat> I have my standards. So even to go on a date, it takes a lot for me because I mm-hmm. want to get to know you before that. So in most situations, but like I'm the same way. So if I go on a date with a girl and I really like her, I won't go on other dates. Like I want to pursue that and see where it goes. Yeah. And I agree you should communicate about it. If you are going on other dates, it's going to be really hard for me personally. Like if a girl says, Oh yeah, I'm going on other dates. Cause for me, I'm like, why? Like <laughs> we just went on a date. We had an amazing time. Why don't we continue to do so? Like, why do you need to even go on other dates? I don't understand <laughs> it, but it's not my business in the beginning. Like it's really not, nor is it hers for mine. 
but I think you're right. You should talk about it and like make your intentions clear. If your intentions are to like ghost this person or not talk to him anymore, but you're going to go on these other dates, that's really screwed up. So you should tell them like, Hey, I had a great first date, but I don't think it's going to work out. I think you're lovely. I wish the best for you in the future. Something along those lines. But if it's not your intention, you want to keep talking, then let them know. Like, I'm going to go on these other dates. I just want to meet people. Uh, it's not anything personal. And I think we should continue to hang out. Something of that nature. But I'm the same way. We're like, I fall super quick. Uh, if I like you, I definitely like you. And I'm like, as quickly as possible, I want to start giving you 100%. Not necessarily that we're dating. But just so we can get to know each other better. Better, excuse me. And just, like, have that connection. So I'm the same way. So I struggle with that. Pretty bad, actually. <laughs> Almost to a fault, but, uh... Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd be... Actually, um... I think I'd become a better boyfriend, too. Just recently, like, spending more time with you. Me and Callie have a little game <laughs> now where, um... She... If we leave, like, a restaurant or something, she'll sprint to her car. And then I'm like, <laughs> fuck. And I have to sprint after her. Because she's trying to get her to her door before I can open her door for her. So I basically have to. <laughs> yeah, NFL, I, I basically have to pick her up and body slam her to get to that door, and then. So it's a double whammy. You're doing a gentlemanly act, and you're getting your finish. And slam. I'm getting to slam some. And I'm there you go. Her. See, but, I'm doing good deeds out here. Yeah, no, it's good advice. I mean, I think it's really easy to, once you get like further along in a relationship, to forget those things because it's really mm-hmm. easy. Oh, like, it is, yeah. It's really easy in the beginning to be like. I can do everything so, perfect. I'm the romantic. Yeah, you yeah. want to be. You're trying to be present the perfect you. Which is faulty. It's opinion. hard. You shouldn't do that. Yeah, but I mean, it's what you do. It's just yeah. what you do. I think reminding yourself, like, I went and got her flowers the other day, and I've been trying to open her door more. And I'm not perfect. I, I forget sometimes. Sometimes I got things in my hands. And, You're human. But I think it is fun to, like, even have, like, a little game where she'll go taking off, and I'm like, fuck, I'm <laughs> running after and dodging, you know, through a parking lot. I've probably been hit by a car a million yeah, times. Exactly. And just to... It's a superhero right there. You hear that? Yeah, I I jumped over a car. Damn superhero. You guys didn't see the video, but I did it. (laughs) It happened. But it's hard to, I mean, it's a good thing to practice. And I think, like, you always talk about it. Like, if a guy isn't opening the door, like, meeting meeting you at the door, that's something that I never understood. Like, even if it's, like, awkward, like, just why you can text them here when you get to the door, but, but get your still ass up and go get to the door, to the door yeah. and knock on the door and maybe say hi to their mom or dad and walk them to the car and open the car door, maybe. Like, I no, mean, maybe you open that you open the car door. door. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm putting it out there. Yeah. But so it's, it's been interesting because, like, I've always, because I feel so strongly about the people I love. I'm usually am a good. I always am a good boyfriend. I shouldn't say you. I mean, I I fuck up like everyone else, but mm-hmm. I try. I try to be a good boyfriend. But it's really nice to remember and have someone reminding you. Like you got mad at me when we were doing what we were doing. We we're doing pictures, and you were. Um, I was putting blankets in the back of the car, and you opened the door for Callie, which is yeah. an amazing thing. Like. And she's like, thank you, Dante. Like, what the hell, Sam? <laughs> and I'm like... Oh. I didn't mean it like that. I was just trying to be a gentleman. He's trying like, to steal my girl. Dude. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, he's... I mean, it's like... I can't reiterate it enough, though. Like, so many people... Like, that girl on TikTok are just negative. And so many people are fake. A lot of people are just kind of fake, trying to present them best, their best self. I'm not saying, like... I mean, you're not posting about, like, your worst days or, like, super intimate things. But you that's who you are that's genuinely like you open doors for people whenever you see my 
family you're saying like nice to you know see you mrs robinson or whatever mm-hmm. and are like a really stand-up person and that's like I mean, I don't know how else to, like, say it. I don't know. If, <laughs> this is going to get emotional over here. No, and I don't know, like, I don't know if people, like, hear it and just think, like, this is bullshit and, like, he's just doing it for fame or followers. And we were even saying before the podcast, like, it's weird for you. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, like, you're not, like, absorbing it. Like, yeah, like, I love it. I'm the man. Like, all these girls want me. Like, you know, it's it's not like that. You're just the same good person. So it's a weird... I just, I feel like I have to say this, that where it's like, people do hear this, like, it's not a front, it's not a facade, it's like a real human being. And if you are listening, he is a real human being that isn't just like a, you know, like, get to know him, just... You know, even like if you have to pretend like you don't know him, just to get to know him, because he's a great person. I recommend you all get to know him on a personal level, even though it's probably not possible. Um, Unless we're doing coaching. Yeah, true. That should that you should do that. You would help a lot of people. Yes. Should we talk about that? Like, tell yeah, him about your plans. That's. I just want to say thank you to Sam too. That was very sweet what he said, and he's. Yeah, he doesn't give himself up. credit. No, he's not a I'm suck a up. suck up. <laughs> but he really doesn't give himself credit. He's very much the same way. He's extremely respectful. He talks fairly highly of the people that he loves. And he's extremely supportive. Like, we text each other almost every single day, and I'm terrible at texting. I always make sure to get back to him because I love him to death. But You hit me back. Yeah, some people I don't. But the people that I really love and care about, I do. And if I sometimes miss out, I, I miss out. But, no, he's very much the same way. And I learn just as much from him as he learns from me. I don't always say that, but it's 100% true. Um, I look at it as like, obviously it's not the same situation, but like parents learn from their kids. I'm by no means his parent. He's my daddy. (laughs) But uh, my son, Sam. But I definitely pick up on the things that he does as well. And, you know, just looking at it from a relationship standpoint too, the way that he treats his girlfriend is incredible. And a lot of guys lack the stuff that he does because he's very much a gentleman as much shit as I give him for not opening the door. He does a lot of things really, really well. So I'm super proud of him and he's definitely, you know, making an influence and an imprint on a lot of other guys too, so... And in all fairness, I have an amazing girlfriend. She makes it pretty easy. Yes, yeah. She's a very strong old woman, so yeah. it helps. But, uh, yeah, if we want to – I'll talk about coaching real quick. I hate talking about myself, but we'll, should, though, we'll put it out there. It's a positive opportunity for people to, like – I mean, because, like, I take it for granted because I can text you. I can hit you up. Like, if I have something that, like, I need to talk to you about, I can text you or just, like, be like, hey, you want to go get lunch or whatever. There's tons of people out there – who don't have that option and it would actually benefit people even if it's like i don't know it it doesn't have to be relationships it could just literally just be like how's your day going and i genuinely (laughs) think you're a positive enough person to make someone's day better just by talking about their dog or something something that went on in their day and i think that's positive like all these people like We've talked about, like, Logan Paul and Jake Paul, who have this really toxic energy and, like, channel. And they're making millions of dollars giving bad advice and putting people's suicides on YouTube. And it's like, I mean, I think if people can get on the train of, like, listening to someone who has a real message and a real positive message, they should... That's not something to, like, be, like, I want to talk about myself. I think that's a really positive thing, too, bring up. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and I think it's definitely the case. It's, like, so much 
other stuff I see on YouTube too, but also TikTok is like people are getting followers, but they're not really being who they are, which Sam touched on a little bit. And not to toot my own horn or anything, but like I tell people all the time, like what you see on camera is really who I am. Actually, today I had a, this girl, she asked me to be on her podcast and I said, absolutely. I've been on one before, but I had another girl ask me. It's for her school. She goes to uh, San Diego State and she didn't even expect me to message her back. I said, sure. And then uh, we just FaceTimed like an hour ago. And I think she was surprised because she thought I was going to be kind of an asshole. And I made her laugh and we just got to get to know each other. Never met this girl in my life. So that's really who I am. And I want people to understand that like, that's not always the case. Like Sam said, there's some people that are really fake out there. They'll do whatever they have to do to get the clout. They'll put out fake videos. They'll hire people for their videos. And I don't like that stuff. It's just, (laughs) it's not genuine. It's not real. It's not raw to me. And I can't do stuff like that. So I wish the people that, you know, put out the positivity, the people that are trying to really do good in the world, I wish they got more attention. And unfortunately they don't all the time. So Anyways, that's kind of what my coaching is about, is about positivity, being the best version of yourself, focusing on your mental and physical health, something that's extremely important to me and Sam as well. He takes it very seriously. Um, And just becoming the best version of yourself, like I said, and some of that dives into relationships if I can help in that way. Uh, I feel like, you know, I grew up around a lot of women, so I'm definitely in tune as a man with my emotional side and my feminine side, which I feel very grateful for. And again, I'm not perfect. Like, I I fuck up on a daily basis, so... (laughs) Not perfect, but I definitely learned from my mistakes. I feel like I definitely have a mature mindset, though, and I can help a lot of people. And I've told people before, I feel like my purpose on this earth is to help people, for one, become the best version of themselves. But two, is just like to free people from concern and just make them laugh. And like whatever is going bad in your day to put a smile on your face and like I can kind of take on the bad and make it a good thing. So. I mean, you kicked my ass in the gym last week. I mean, you could throw some training video, yeah. <laughs> training videos in there. Like. And I love helping people with health. Uh, I've actually been asked to make a fitness page, so I might do that on TikTok as well. So that might be a different venture too. But uh, yeah, I mean, I genuinely just want to help people. And I want to get to know you guys better too because I had a girl actually today. She said, why don't you answer your DMs? I have thousands of them and I can't answer Like I physically can't answer all of them which I wish that I could because I get so many amazing messages. Um, so I'm sorry if I haven't gotten back to you, but it, this is a way for me to get to know you guys on a deeper level and help because I can't do that anymore with thousands and thousands of people yeah, I mean, trying I, to get my attention. Like yeah. I just can't do it. So yeah, I can only imagine cause like I have people DM, like we were saying before, I have like moms DM me to like hook you up with their daughters. Yeah. Like, that was the situation today. And I'm like, I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> not happening. I mean, like, cool, I'm sure your daughter's a lovely woman, but no, I'm not. Not happening. Buy my blankets. That's the other thing. Uh, If you guys are interested in the coaching, we're doing a promotion right now where Sam owns uh, Minky Blankets. And not Minky Couture, but Minky Blankets. It's a competitor. Um, Better. Yes, better. They just launched a Harry Styles blanket. You can tell them, bro. Oh, yeah. Um, Basically, like, and you know, we're doing handmade blankets. They're all handmade. Um, we have a lifetime warranty on them. I know they'll last you a lifetime. They're minky fabric, which is softer and warmer and heavier than most other fabrics. It's really great. Um, something we're trying to do is teaming up with Dante to where if you use his code, which is linked in our bio, you will get 10% off your order, your whole order. Um, so if you ordered multiple blankets, it'd be off your whole order. And then we'll relay, I will personally relay that information to him. And he will put your name in for the coaching and you'll receive 
What would you say? One month of free coaching? Uh, free month, yeah. Or we'll do a certain amount of calls. I don't like to do more than one call for two weeks because I don't feel like it's very productive. Uh, so it'll be two free calls. Okay. And, yeah, and so, I mean, it'd be a good opportunity. I mean, it'd be a good opportunity to support all of us mm-hmm. in our endeavors. I mean, I know running a small business has been challenging. It's been rewarding. Um, I know... Like what Dante does, he puts a lot of work into what he does and putting out a positive message. And I think it'd be a good opportunity not only to get a kick-ass blanket, but also to um, they are kick-ass by the way. Yeah, I mean if you, I have one, obviously. <laughs> yes, he does. We we did we did give him one of our weighted ones, and they they are amazing. Actually, yeah. one of my boss, you know, you know Susan. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you the story. Um, so she was saying her son got one. Mm-hmm. And she was saying she put it on like she had worked like a crazy day or something. And she was like, I mean, and this is like no BS. Like, it's my boss. She's not going to BS me. It's not like my mom or yeah. I don't know. She's like, I my whole body hurt. I was just out of it. And I just put that blanket on and it was like getting like a legit hug. Like, she's no, like, my really body is. didn't hurt. <laughs> like, I went to sleep. I mean, I mean those... Those are my favorite. Like, I love our custom designs. We hand draw all the designs. I love that we do that because it's creative and it's fun. But, like, from a clinical kind of standpoint, I can't really, I want to say clinical because it's not like a. No, but drug. it's science. It's science. Yeah, there's been some research into you get a similar dopamine rush from using a weighted blanket as you do, like, a hug, like a mm-hmm. nice hug. And they really do, like, um, they help. They're warm. And, but, Ours are just kind of nice because we use that really thick, fluffy fabric. It's really soft compared to, like, other companies that do it. So they are really great. Um, enough about that because it's boring. But One thing, though, I just want to say, like, I don't promote anything that I don't believe in. I've had a lot of brands reach out to me, and I turn them all down. I work with, the, like, a select few. But if I don't believe in the product, I will, for one, not preach it. Two, I definitely won't use it. And three, I won't ask people to buy it. I've used this. I deal with anxiety, and it puts me right to sleep. Mine's weighted, so when I put it on, it legit it really does feel like you're getting a hug from someone, but it's just also really soothing and comforting, and it's warm, obviously. But yeah, it puts me right to sleep, so I don't recommend stuff that I don't like or don't support, so just know it's backed by me, I promise. I love to hear it. Yes. I love to hear it. And yeah, I really, like, going just, let's bring it back to coaching, I think, I just, I know, like the message you put out there and I know like your brand that like just kind of like how you're doing the know your worth mm-hmm. brand I, it. I, it's a positive thing and I think that getting behind someone who is positive like I just want to see the rush of support because you see like we've talked about like I mean yeah Logan Paul got reprimanded for the the video with the being guy who committed suicide, but right now he's like one of the world's most popular podcasts. Oh, he's making millions of millions like, of dollars. It's he like, made $3 million off of his calls last month. It's like Joe Rogan, couple other random people, and then, or, and then, yeah. For podcasts. Yeah, and yeah. then Logan. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know why people, like, yeah, he has cool guests on, and like, but the topics they talk about aren't. I don't feel like, mo- I've watched them, by the way, and I don't feel like most of them are very productive. And I feel like nothing against the people that he brings on. A few of them are actually very successful, well-minded, well-rounded people. Mm-hmm. But for the majority of them, it's just for entertainment. One of the guys he has on is like the guys he has who do it with him are like clowns. I mean, they're not in like... Yeah, other than Mike. Even, but even Mike is like... He's a party animal. He does a lot of drugs and yeah. nothing against him. But 
I don't feel like the message that they're putting out is helping kids, if that makes sense. And I, I respect the the business savvy of it. Oh, he's a very good business person. He's I just a, don't feel like he's morally and ethically aligned with himself. No, and I just think you could put, if we put more energy behind the best people, it could change society. If If so many millions of kids grew up watching, you know, Logan Paul and Jake Paul's videos... If it, if they grew up watching Dante instead, like say they grew up listening to you, it'd be a different world. Instead of going around and like you know causing chaos in your neighborhood and being a bad neighbor and lighting your pool on fire and you know just doing really stuff. inappropriate stuff as a young adult, even though like cool it looks good on camera, it's funny like putting a, someone who has killed themselves on video, things like that. And yeah. I keep going back to that because that's like the main one that everyone knows. It would be a different world. People would grow up opening doors, meeting girls at the door. People would, it's just, it's weird to me that those videos get so much traction and like videos of half naked people get so much traction. And it's like seeking out the good, knowing your worth. I think knowing your worth is important, but. Well, um, talk about a dopamine hit too. Joe Rogan just talked about this is like. If we were taught, especially our generation, because we lack this a lot, not you and I personally, but the majority of our generation, just to be someone that helps the people around you. Like, I'll give a, a simple example. Like, opening the door is a good one. But another one is, like, every time at the grocery store, if I park and I'm walking up, whether it's a man or a woman, if they're putting their groceries in their car and they're almost done with their cart, I'll grab their cart for them and take it up. And every time, I think every single time I've done this, they give me the weirdest look. They like they're grateful, it. but it's almost weird in our society to even do something for someone else. And these are people most of the time that are like 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Mm-hmm. And it's the most odd thing ever. So talk about a dopamine hit. Like there's nothing that gives you a feeling better for me personally than when you do something for someone else. Whether that be you get the cart for them, you open the door for them, you help them bring their groceries out to their car. Whatever like little act it is, you'll feel so much better about yourself when you do that. And not because you're doing it for the right, the wrong reasons. You should just do it because it's the right thing to do. And I feel like that needs to be pushed. And I don't feel like, you know, the Logan Pauls, the Jake Pauls, the new other, TikTokers. The new TikTokers. Not that all of them are bad, but I don't feel like they're pushing any positive narratives like that. Mm-hmm. And again, not to my own horn. This is just for anyone in general that's pushing good stuff. And, you know, life and human quality is stuff that we need to be doing to change that stuff needs more attention. No, I, and yeah, that's exactly, that perfectly sums up what I was trying to get at. I, it's, it's upsetting. All right, we've been it's really upsetting. rambling on. Should we talk about uh, Sex Baby, You yeah. and Me? <laughs> that's what Sam titled it as. So someone asked me to talk about, I made a list, or Sam did, of uh, topics that you guys asked me to talk about because I have a whole uh, category for those on my uh, Instagram. Jeez, I'm rambling. But one of them was sex, a gross, us to talk about sex. So we're just going to talk about it real quick. And I think yeah, you the, got that. Yeah, <laughs> I think the important part to talk about first to just kind of set the baseline for this is sex in a relationship. So I don't think that sex is the most important thing by any means. I think you would agree with me on that. Mm-hmm. But it's important. I don't think it's more important than an emotional connection with a woman or, you know, the woman with a man. I don't think it's more important than you guys having fun and having a future and having goals. I don't think it's more important than those things. 
but it's very important. And for me, like I'm a very sexual person, I'll be honest with you. He's in it. I in it to win to, it. Yeah. Sex is a must for me. Like if I don't enjoy it and we don't have that sexual connection, that relationship's not going to work. I'll just be honest with you. No, that's, that's facts. That's exactly, I mean, that's probably what I, was, what I would have said. Yeah. Um, but real quick, I think just to stay on sex. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, for example, the information that that girl just put out about cheating first. Yeah. I feel like in her relationships, because of the stuff that she's talked about and a lot of other girls on TikTok too, everything they're talking about is based on sex. Yeah, that's a good point. And they're very, they're very sexualized, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. their whole audience, their whole, everyone's following them is because of their like over-sexualized nature that they're putting out there. That's not who they are. There's no human being that's that out there. Um it's just to gain followers and it's very egotistical and it's vain and it's shallow and it's something that won't last. I was talking to my mom about it earlier. She's like, now this, this actually will probably come off vain. I'm going to word this right. She goes, why don't you be a TikTok boy? She doesn't know anything about. Um, and she's like, you could get followers. You're handsome. And I'm like, I'm like, yes, there's a lot of opportunities in it. And, like, I brought Dante up and how he's pushing this great message and um, really doing some great things. I mean, I think where I come from is I would consider it for, like, pushing a message and, like, how, but to just do it and take my shirt off and shake my ass and, like, do some shit like that. It's so vain and it's so short-term sighted because your looks and the way you look and investing your whole life in the way you look is doesn't mean shit. I feel no, like, and I think, sorry to cut you off, I think it's super degrading, especially to women, but men too. It's like you're basing your whole business, your whole following off of your body. Like how insecure are you going to be when something goes wrong? Yeah, like what if real life hits? Like right now it's easy. Yeah, I'm 20 years old. I, Yeah, cool. Like I'm young. It doesn't matter. Um, but basically what I was – what I ended up saying was – that's great and all, but what I want to focus on is things that no one can take away from me. Mm-hmm. If I start a business and it works, no one can take that away from me. If I get my degree, no one can take that away from me. Um, if I get like a real estate license, a certificate, anything, no one can take that away from me. And if I kill it and I do awesome, that's something that I earned and worked for and wasn't just given. Because like a lot of attraction is just like my face is a little more symmetrical than yours like that's all it is like yeah. i mean yeah my my nose isn't shit or my eyes aren't too wide far apart like it's not something that you earned it's just something that you were given and i would rather take earn something and use like matthew mcconaughey was talking about joe rogan how he worked his butt off, but yeah, he was a good looking guy, so he got some opportunities that other people didn't. That's mm-hmm. fine. If you use your if you use that to get your foot in the door and work really hard and earn something that someone can't take away from you. Make the most out of it. Awesome. Yeah. By by any means. Well, I don't think there's I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but it's just like you said, like don't use your looks just to, <laughs> it's gonna get to a point where it's you're not gonna feel satisfied and you're not gonna have any fulfillment if you do everything based off of your body and your looks and your boobs and your ass and your abs. Like there's no fulfillment in that at some point. It's you're gonna be empty. Like it's who are you as a person? How have you helped people? What are you doing for the world? That's what's important. So, yeah. I think you're one hundred percent right about that. 
No, I, I, I just, yeah, I think if you can do something for yourself that you can love and that'll be great. And talking about like just being genuine, like how do you know if like a guy is genuine, like, and work with that. I think that's something that's important to know. Like, is this someone who's so egotistical because of how they look or is it someone who has other things going on for him, has goals, like, and I think that's tough. That's a tough question to decipher. I agree. This is something I kind of struggle with because I have a lot of girls ask me. They've The answer to me is simple, but, you know, coming from another guy's perspective is really hard because whether you're a man or you're a woman, we're all individuals. So it's hard to say this is what that person is thinking because we all think differently. And, you know, from Sam and I's perspective as well, it's like we come from a very different um very different angle than most guys, whereas most guys, you know, they don't care about settling down. They don't care about meeting the right girl. They don't care about being monogamous. They don't care about, you know, they don't care about any of that stuff. They just want to have a lot of sex when they're young. <laughs> and they're going to hurt a lot of girls when they do that. And that's unfortunate. So that's why it's hard for me to kind of break this down. But obviously, there's clear signs and indicators that a guy maybe isn't being genuine and isn't the right fit for you. So I think for one, trusting yourself and being super intuitive and knowing yourself better than anyone is extremely important uh, because you're going to know when something feels off. Like as humans in general, we're smart people. Like we're intuitive people. If something's off, you're going to have a gut feeling and you'll know, like if you even are questioning anything, that's a good sign that you should probably dive a little deeper into it and get some answers from it. Like I said, if you, if you're first getting to know this person, especially, and you're getting those red flags, address it. You don't need to be super aggressive about it or rude, but bring it up and communicate about it. Everything that I talk about for relationships is communication and transparency. If you can't do that, you're going to fail in your relationship, especially early on. That needs to be from the very beginning. You need to have that. I think the hardest thing, like I know from me personally, like I going, if anyone's heard the other podcasts, you'll know. So go listen to them if you haven't. Um, Being coming from a bad relationship and being cheated on, I was insecure. So... Being told, like, you know, you go places and you're told that you're attractive or people treat you differently, that was, like, my crutch. That was, like, my thing where it's like, I would almost, like, put it out there make jokes about, like, to be, like, yeah, you should be with me because I'm attractive. Mm-hmm. And I hate that because it was not, like, who I am, but it's also, like, people can be insecure about things and lash out in certain ways so i would only use that if i felt attacked Mm -hmm. like if i felt if i felt like my insecurities were being legitimized so it's not like i was walking around like an asshole yeah but um, but that was like kind of your way to combat that it was my shield because i was so hurt and i was so insecure it was my way of like proving a point proving that i'm worthy of someone like Mm -hmm. yeah i'm good looking so you should just be with me but it was a shield not because i wanted that but because when you're cheated on, you just feel like no one, like you did something, something's wrong with you. Yeah. So you have to prove a point. Yeah. I have to prove a point. So I think just to like put that out there, um, like you're saying communicating and it's not always easy because that's not an easy thing to communicate your deep emotional pain. Mm -hmm. Um, but communicating about it, before you just cheat just in case. Exactly. (laughs) Cause people are going through real things. Like, we're all of us are going through real stuff and I think getting 
getting that like to where you can talk about it and like once again shouting out Callie because she's amazing she broke that wall down within me and got to the root of it pretty quick because she was kind of like hey dipshit like you're being a narcissist like that's not cool and yeah I just think her communicating with me instead of being like red flag cheating case yeah that's how no, you- and that's a perfect example did you guys just hear that because Sam, I mean, I went through the same thing, not to the same level as him, but like when he got cheated on, like he said, he had a lot of trust issues. He didn't feel like he was like worthy in a sense. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of insecurities that come with that. So rather than Callie, who's his girlfriend, who's amazing, she's a very strong woman. I'll tell you that of all the women I've met, she's like one of the strongest women I've ever met. And she's 19 mm-hmm. and she's been through a shitty relationship too. But if she didn't address that with Sam and she was like, all right, this guy's just a narcissist. He's kind of an asshole. Whatever. It's not going to work. They wouldn't even be here. Now they've been together for how long? A year. A year. And their relationship is really strong. They work well, They work together with each other on a lot of things. They've got a lot of similar goals. And they're happy. They're just like super, super happy every time I see them together. But my point is like if she didn't communicate that, they wouldn't be here. Sam wouldn't be the person he is today. He wouldn't have the trust with her that he has. But that all starts communication, even if she was maybe a little aggressive about it and said, hey, dipshit. <laughs> yeah, but, and she didn't say it exactly like that. Yeah. But that's kind of where she was coming from. Like, dude, what are you doing? And uh, it takes a strong woman. That's always my point, too. Like, had she not gone through her processes, not to talk about Cali too much because it's her own business, but when she went through the shitty relationship, then she wouldn't feel equipped and she wouldn't be ready to jump into a relationship with someone else new and know what the hell she wanted. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I, that is a great, like, bring it all full circle. Um, cause it's, and it's personal. And mm-hmm. like, obviously I think I've, I've said so many personal things on <laughs> They know you. This. They Believe know me, me, they know me too. Yeah. They know both of us. Cause I don't, I mean, I'm not someone I'd rather talk to people about it and like help if anyone's been there, mm-hmm. um, or going through it, maybe they hear it and it helps. If it helps one person, that's all that matters. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's something that's an amazing example where she communicated with me, even though I was giving a red flag. I was being a narcissist because when I felt, uh, when I felt insecure, that's my initial like make a joke or make a quip about it. But it's not really a joke because I'm using it to like prop myself up, mm-hmm. um, and addressing it and breaking it down and being consistent. Not even just addressing it once, consistently going into it. And slowly getting through it. Because especially if something's a deep personal thing, you're not going to figure it out in one night. It's no, going to take not. time. And yeah, is that's don't cheat just in case. Cause yeah, do it's, not. Do not. Because you don't know. What you said too is so incredible. Is like, And I said it earlier, but I want to dive into it. Is you don't know what other people are going through. And this goes far beyond relationship. This just goes as human beings. Like it starts when we're really young. My mom used to always tell me, don't judge a book by its cover. And you hear that as a kid. You're like, okay, whatever. But then as you get older and you realize that everyone's family situation is different, you don't know what people are going through at home. You don't know what their relationship with their mom and their dad is or their brother and their sister. You just have no clue. You don't know. So if people could communicate about that, and I know it's hard when you're first talking, but just coming from an empathetic standpoint and being like, okay, I don't know what this person went through. Let me just be really nice and supportive and the best version that I can be. Then see where it goes. Yeah. Like I, if it, if you start there and everyone could be on the same page with that, I feel like relationships would go so much better. Just talking about it, it's it's really simple. Honestly, it's hard. That's it, not easy, but oh. it's a simple, simple, simple idea. Yeah, I mean, 
This is how we describe it. Let's see. What else? Uh, all right. They one more. We're going to talk about one more. They wanted to talk about making the best out of mistakes. Making the best out of mistakes. Okay. So first thing I would say is I don't think anything's a failure if you learn from it. So people would be like, oh, well, I failed in this. Did you learn anything from it? Because if you did, that's not a failure in my opinion. Um, the only time it's, you know, quote unquote failure is if you fail in that situation and you go, oh, well, I suck and I didn't learn anything and that's the worst then you're not improving, you're not growing. If you can grow from the situation, that's that's good. That's how you improve from it. And I feel like the best version of you lies on the other side of failure. Because going through that, you're going to be at your lowest moments, and you got to work on yourself to get to the top. So failure is extremely important. All the successful people that you see, now we see them as successful people, but you didn't see all the trials and the fuck-ups and the hard times that they went through. And had they not pushed through some of those times, they would not be where they're at. Is it you that I was talking about? The guy who made that created Dyson the vacuum. It was something like he had one thousand like a hundred and fifty something failed prototypes. I've heard that. No, that something was crazy. Something like it was. It was thousands of failed prototypes. So it's like he's a. I don't. I don't think he's a billionaire, but he's a pretty substantial multimillionaire. So it's like. You know, if you would have given up on prototype 772, like yeah. like most people, normal people would, he wouldn't be a millionaire. So it's kind of, it's that whole. And that goes with everything, whether it be fitness, business, school, sports. People always ask me, like, how do I get into fitness and how do I stay consistent and blah, blah, blah. It's start habit stack. Like, you need to start somewhere. And it's about building that consistency and understand you're going to screw up throughout that process. Like, I've been lifting for... And just, you know, physical fitness. I play college basketball, but, like, actual lifting for, like, three, four years. And throughout that time, like, I failed. There's been times where I stopped for, like, a month or I stopped for a couple weeks. But now I've been lifting consistently for a year, year and a half. And it's something I do every single week because I've built a pattern out of it. And now I can sustain it. But it takes time. Like, you got to build your way up to that. Same thing with running for me. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's just I'm just thinking about how I saw you running on the side of the road when I was coming home from oh, work. Right, yeah. and I stopped on yeah, the middle yeah. of the road. That's, that's right. That's yeah, Sam of, saw me the other day. That's all I can think about is in my head I'm driving up thirty third south and I <laughs> I see you running and I'm like, oh shit, it's not it. I literally stopped in the middle of thirty third south. It's a busy road. Had a nice little conversation. That was pretty funny. But yeah. no, it's uh, it's the same thing with everything. So my only advice that I would say like simplistically is the best way to make the best out of your mistakes is just learn from them yeah like what can i take from the situation how can i apply to the next one and how can i make this a better version of me moving forward yeah and just i think people have a a fear mindset where they don't start things Mm -hmm. which is an interesting i've gone to a point in my life where i'm kind of like my i think my naivety i'm not sure on the word (laughs) i don't know don't take me don't attack me um, just make I up. just immediately think, yeah, why can't I do that? Why can't I start a business? Why can't I, you know, get a real estate license, do a business and go to school all at the same time? Like, why not? Which is actually, I'm trying, I think I'm going to do in the winter is get a real estate license with Cali. We're going to try to do that because we oh, have yeah. like six weeks of winter break. So it's like, I'm going to be bored and that's oh, yeah. something to do. Um, but it's like, why not? I think so many people are fair, scared, fared, scared <laughs> of See, you just fucked up right there. I know. Nothing wrong with that. People are so scared of making a mistake that they won't start. And that's the issue is once you start and you do it just for a week, two weeks, three weeks, then it's a habit. Mm -hmm. And then you're doing it. 
And some things are harder to start. I think some things are scarier and some things are riskier. Um, Starting a business can be risky. It also doesn't have to be like the woman who starts Spanx. Um, Blake Lively. Not Blake Lively. Not Blake Lively. Her Uh, name is Blake. I always forget it. I always forget too because I want to say Blake Lively. Um, She started Spanx. It was like $1,000. She started it with $1,000. I don't know about you. Um, That might be harder when you're 16 or younger, but... I can make a th- save up a thousand dollars and start a business. It's yeah. it's doable. It's the, not the barrier to entry is a lot lower than what it used to be. Yeah, you don't need a huge a, this massive tech startup with investors, and you need a decent idea that'll help people. That's different. That's unique. Um, and just that work ethic and the ability to try it and start it because and do it when you do it when your risk isn't super high and. Mm-hmm. Same thing with lifting, like just getting in there. It's intimidating. Like I don't know when you. I don't know. You're you're tall. You've always been a bigger guy. Like when I started lifting, really, because I quit basketball junior year of high school, senior year, um, I was like, I was running a lot. I got my mile time down to like almost sub five minutes. So yeah, that's pretty it. dope. Um, but I was skinny, 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 skinny. It's probably like one hundred and fifty five pounds, which is tiny. That's that's pretty little. Um, and so it's like going into the gym is intimidating when there's roided out monsters who are benching (laughs) 400 pounds and so but like getting over that initial fear and just doing it and trying it and now it's you know now it's fine because we've been doing it for enough time that's like well i think the important question because it's a good point is what's your alternative like you're just never going to do it but a lot of people don't like is the no, thing. No, and that's my point is like you have to start somewhere. Like understand that those people that are on roids, they were in the same position that you were. Yeah. At one point, they had never lifted before. Yeah. You have to work your way there. Well, it kills me because like, I'm gonna get you. I don't know if you started yet. I'm gonna get you investing in stocks. And you need to talk <laughs> to your uncle because I know he knows more yeah. than me. Yeah. Um, but like there's certain things like that. People are scared. People are scared of like I'm gonna lose all my money. Yeah, you lose some, you make some. Yeah. But also, if I wouldn't have just taken that leap of faith and just said, screw it, I'm just going to put some money in here, it would never have grown. It would have never gotten to the point where it's at now. I'm not going to disclose my personal finances, but I've <laughs> been able to save. Been a good amount of money. I've been able to save and make a good amount of money, and I've been, it's growing every year. And it's like so many people are scared to, of the stock market or to start. So many people are scared of the gym, so they won't start. It seems to be a scared thing. And mm-hmm. it's like just saying like putting checking that like ego at the door and being like just doing it and you get through it, you get over it. It's kinda like you've talked about TikTok. Like when you first started it's like uncomfortable to be in front of the camera. Oh, I was not ready for it. Yeah, now now I couldn't care less. It's helped me with my confidence so much. But like people want everything to be perfect before they start and it's like just start. You'll figure it out when you go. Yeah, you suck but, when you start. <laughs> yeah, it's never going to be perfect. You're always going to be chasing, oh, well, I have to wait for this. I have to wait for that. Like, no, just start. You'll figure the rest of it out. I promise. Yeah, we all suck when we start. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to be good. <laughs> I promise you, whatever it is, if you've never done it before, you're probably going to suck ass at it. So just embrace it. We all start with zero followers. We all start with no money. We all come into this world with nothing. Crying and naked. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know. Ass cheeks out and ready to. Yeah, red as hell. Be this red. world beat red <laughs> it's true no it's true but yeah slime. a simple lesson is just for one understand that whatever you're doing whatever venture you're trying to get into 
everyone started where you're at. So wherever you want to get to, if someone's done it, it's possible. Like if you're looking at the guy that started in stocks, right? He's made a hundred million dollars. You can do it too. If there's a blueprint there. Why not? Why, why can't you do those things? You can, but you have to get uncomfortable. You have to push yourself to a new comfort zone and just try new shit. The I tell people all the time, try new things. You can afford to do that when you're young. Taste, <coughs> taste a bunch of shit. Goddamn. All right. <laughs> That's going on my throat. I was playing basketball earlier. I'm pretty sure I doubt blew my lungs Physical out. Physical activity is coming. Um, <clears throat> the, I think what's interesting too is people are scared to do things, even if there is a blueprint. Um, there's so much knowledge out there about just – so let's start with fitness. People um, – there's a lot of BS fitness trends, so that's tough. You have to navigate through that, but that's kind of with everything. Just do your research. Do your research. Um, there's people who, you know, set up a decent workout plan, start working. There's a blueprint for it. There's not. It's not that hard. It's just that fear. So that's the only thing stopping them with the stock market – Everyone knows if you put it in an index fund, you'll make 8% every single year. You'll make about 8% every year. And it's like, it's not that hard, but it is scary. Mm -hmm. And it's like with everything else. So just like, I guess pulling it back, like you can learn from those mistakes, but you have to make mistakes to learn. Yeah. I, I think the best way to be like, okay, I can do this is look at anything that you've accomplished in your life. It could be something as simple as reading, right? You first started, yeah. you couldn't do it. It's frustrating. I know I used to throw my book across the room because I, until I was in like <coughs> seventh grade, I literally could not read two full sentences without skipping words or mispronouncing a word. Like I would just try and go so fast. It would piss me off. But you just keep doing it and you practice it and eventually you get it down. It's just everything. With everything that you do, you just got to practice it, be consistent. Consistency kills. You'll eventually pick it up. Have I ever told you when I was in, I think it was first grade, I was in the... Um, do you, do you know they do the testing, so you have yeah. to read, and they kind of get your speed and yeah, accuracy? I was in, like, the lowest. Like, basic, too, basically, like, special needs level <laughs> reading. Dyslexia. Basically. Yeah. And I had nothing wrong with me. I just sucked <laughs> at reading. That was the same way. I'm not even kidding. Like, I, when we used to have to read in class, uh, even up to, like, 11th grade, I would, like, I'd find... I'd find like three people in front of me that I had to read before me and I'd be like, okay, they have to read this much, this much, this much. And then I'd find what I had to read and I'd read it like five different times so that I almost I had it memorized. Yeah. But I think to talk about just working hard and the fear is I sucked at reading. And this is also, I had a great support system. My grandma, my dad's mom, she bought every Magic Treehouse book. There's like so many of them, like 50 of them. We read them together every day, all of them. I it instilled a love of reading. So when I was in like junior high and high school, I actually kind of got to where I was reading a lot. And by the time I was in high school, I took AP literature and AP writing and, you know, and am a good, I mean, I don't read as much as I wish I did now, but I got good at it. And to go from a point where people literally thought you were mentally handicapped. Yeah to you know getting like a four on your ap writing test and like being a good writer and reader and like being able to have a high retention rate of just the written language is that all it was is just reading and practicing yeah and overcoming that fear because a lot of people will be like i'm not good at this i'm never gonna be good at this and never pull, pick up a book again. You read all the time. I know you read all the time. Yeah. 
I'm trying to read more, but I try it every single day. So it's it just comes down to being able to get yourself to do those uncomfortable things and almost becoming a psychopath to the point where you like actually enjoy torturing yourself yeah. and doing hard things. Yeah. And I think a lot of times you do find enjoyment out of that stuff. Like I used to absolutely hate running. Could not stand it. And it was so uncomfortable it's for hard. me. It's hard. So uncomfortable for me. And then when I hit like 19, uh, started doing it for basketball. And then I got, I didn't get consistent until I was 20. And now I run every week, multiple times a week. But it was like, I just had to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And now I chase uncomfortable situations. And people ask me how I got more confident because I wasn't that confident when I was younger. <laughs> uh, that's one of the ways is putting yourself in these uncomfortable situations, pushing your boundaries and falling in love with it. Now I love running. Like you saw me running up the hill the other day. Yeah, I try and go to the hills. That's a, it's a steep ass hill. Yeah, I do those because it's like mentally taxing and physically taxing too. But it's so much more mental than people think. Like if you can push through that pain and not focus on it, you will keep going. So that's what I try to do. I have to rev my damn car to get up that hill. <laughs> it's tough, but it's good. And then same thing going back up the other way. So. Yeah, no, it's it's a great, it's a great thing. It's just, it's just sad that so many people will. Oh my gosh, I need to look it up. Okay, you do you know Henry Thoreau? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah, of course, of course you do. Yeah, you're a smart man. <laughs> I try. Do you know his one quote? It's like. Um, No, I don't know I'm that I'm trying one. to remember his... I gotta spell his name right. T? We're gonna have to do a whole new podcast. Let's see what Sam's got. There it is. He has so many good quotes. Oh, I'm trying to find it. Sir William Golding's got a pretty good quote, too. Tell it why I look for this. He said, this is what I post about on my TikTok, and I got a lot of hate for it from the guys that are so egotistical and toxic masculinity. Uh, he said that women, he said, I think it's funny that women, uh, think they're superior to men or no, no, no. He said, I think it's funny that women think they're equal to men because I think they're far superior. And he said the fact that anything you give to a woman, she will enhance it and make it greater. You give her a seed for a child. She makes it a baby. You give her a house. She makes it a home, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't think that women are superior to men, but I feel like they've been suppressed for what, 11,000 years. So we need to give them appreciation for what they've done. And um, we're each, you know, incredible human beings, but go ahead. I agree. Um, so this goes with making mistakes, trying things. Um, most men lead lives of quiet desperation and die with their songs still inside them. So basically, to me, that means most people live lives of quiet desperation where they are struggling because they see people who are doing difficult things, succeeding, and they want to be that. But instead of doing it, they never try it, and they die with that talent, that dream, that spirit inside of them, and it never got let out. And it's not to say it's going to happen for everyone, but I think if you put put your best foot forward every day and attack those uncomfortable situations, you'll be able to accomplish a lot. Absolutely. So I always tell people to talk to older people and get perspective. Because so many of them will say, go after whatever your dream is because they didn't and they have a regret for for the rest of their life. And they're too old to do it at that point when you're 98 years old. So keep that in mind. Talk to older people. Be nice. Do not cheat just in case. Know your worth. (laughs) For taking anything out of this. Know your worth. Absolutely. Good job, Sam. And uh, I love you guys. And I appreciate all of you being here. 
Thank you, Sam, for being here again. He's going to continue to be on the podcast, if not more. I'm happy to be here. I yes, love he loves it. I just um, like talking to you. Go follow him on Instagram, sam.robinson. Yes, under samrobinson.underscore is the Instagram. Go but also, him. more importantly, follow B. Young Minky yes, as the blanket industry. Help out a small business. Absolutely. And go get use the code and get on Dante's Zoom, Zoom training. You won't regret it. Yes, guys. Love you.